Original 16 gives you the chance to win one of three Calgary Flames fan experiences. Details in the new limited edition 15 packs of Canadian Pale Ale. Original 16, official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. Must be of legal drinking age, no purchase necessary. Welcome inside Flames TV Live, the post-game show. It's brought to you by Original 16. Brendan Parker alongside Ryan Dietrich. And the win streak has come to an end tonight as the Vancouver Canucks victorious here on the road as uh, they play for the second time this season head-to-head -head and second time here in Calgary as part of this six-game homestand. And uh, it is a 4-3 victory. A couple of uh, late goals uh, both ways, an empty netter, and then the Flames kind of make it interesting again down the stretch. Um, maybe let's just first start with uh, kind of an overview of a a hockey game I think that we build up um, you know as a pretty big Pacific Division tilt and um, you know maybe didn't live up to as much of the hype in terms of some of the excitement level but um, obviously in Vancouver's case they get the job done how did uh, you see it tonight uh, well for a second there I thought we were poised to see the Flames sixth comeback win of the season we were getting pretty close got a little wild there at the end which is good to see kind of lends credence to, to some of the comments that we've heard from the room the last couple of days they never feel like they're out of a game um, for me though this one was interesting because it's a tough one. It felt like it was one of those nights there was a kind of a sloppy flow for a lot of the game. Uh, the shot volume wasn't very high on either side. And when that happens, typically you got to bury your chances. And early on in this game, the Canucks did just that. We saw as the game progressed, the Flames did get some pretty quality looks, especially in that third period. We're going to look at some of the, the plays that Dylan Dubé was able to create. Even when this game is 3-1, you and I were talking and saying, you know, they've probably had enough chances tonight to at least get this game to overtime and maybe even be in front. Uh, and especially as that game played out later in the third period, when that push came, obviously you would have liked to have seen it come sooner, but the looks were there. They need to bury them a lot sooner and get going because uh, there are going to be more games like this against teams like Vancouver that keep those shots low. Got to make the most of your chances. Yeah, low shots and, uh, and low event, really, when you take a look at, uh, you know, in particular, especially when you stack it up against uh, the last two home games here in particular. Uh, it is low for yeah. sure, but uh, here's a look at what eventually became good scoring chances that led to goals uh, in our goals pack here tonight. Uh, again, a 4-3 Vancouver victory here uh, that started really well for the visiting team, and this is, uh, if you're the Calgary Flames, something they've talked about. Would like to get out to better starts. This wasn't what they were looking for. No, and it really seemed to suck a lot of the life out of the building early, which is unfortunate because, as you mentioned, there was a lot of juice coming into this one. Some of those early shifts, they, a little bit of sustained pressure that, as you can see there, snapping the puck around and opening some of the seams. That got the Flames running around, and it's not a complicated play there from Quinn Hughes, but he is, as we know, an elite shooter. He picks the spot over the pad, one other Canucks. Yeah, nine on the season for Quinn Hughes as he continues to uh, be among the NHL leaders, especially among defensemen, and then uh, they would add to it. This was the second one of the period. Sam Lafferty finds himself in a pretty fortuitous spot as the puck falls right on his stick. Yeah, and every look you get at this thing on a rebound, Jacob Markstrom inches away from keeping that one out. That's a pretty valiant effort, but kind of goes back to the theme that we saw in that first goal. Same sort of idea, quick passes, open those seams. The Flames kind of drift out of position ever so slowly. Again, not a super dangerous shot going toward the net, but when you send traffic there and guys are maybe a step off, it gives Lafferty a chance to bury it, and he does. This was the spark, though, the Flames were looking for in the first period, and the spark that their power play was looking for, and uh, and it comes in the form of Michael Backlund, but not before some great work along the blue line to keep this puck alive. Everybody gets a touch on this one, but you're right. Connor Zeri at the point. First, he's got to reach to keep that in. Then he uses that 
big frame of his to protect the puck there at the blue line. You love to see the patience. We're seeing so much of this from Connor Zeri these days. Terrific pass here from Mackenzie Wieger. And that pass from Adam Rzichka, you love to see it because they've spent a lot of time over the last few days and every morning skate the past few working on the power play and Rzichka's factored in heavily. Yeah, that's something uh, Backlund mentioned in the first intermission. They've been working on that play and successfully so. Two on the Okanucks led after one and then this kind of felt like a bit of a backbreaker at the end of the second period you almost get out of the period you kill off a huge penalty actually a two-man advantage at one point in the middle of the period and then this one finds the back of the net from Ilya Mikheyev. And if you're the Flames, you really didn't make any mistakes on this play. A broken stick kind of sets everything in motion. And you see it sort of creates a bunch of chaos. Everybody's running around trying to you know, get back into position. Yeah, scramble, and Mikheyev yeah. gets the chop. Uh, yeah, like you said, backbreaker. Again, it goes back to the, the one nothing goal. This one seemed to suck some life out of the building as well. Pedersen there as well, but Mikheyev gets the goal his eighth of the season. And then once again, you get a little bit of life and you get within one. This is uh, the better part of the third period as you move toward the end. And look at the patience once again from Elias Lindholm and a second power play goal for the Calgary Flames. Outside of maybe Dylan Dubé, Elias Lindholm was the best flame on the ice tonight. No question about that. You love to see the patience. This is the offensive instincts that we've come to, to know and to love from Elias Lindholm there. This kind of sort of kickstarts that push we were talking about. Building comes alive, the team starts to believe again, and you can feel the momentum swing in the Flames' direction. Unfortunately, though, this is the later stages of the period comes with the net empty and uh, it is the villain for tonight, at least uh, Nikita Zadora, fresh off that trade. He finds the empty net from about 180 feet and uh, we thought that might be the absolute dagger, but uh, the Flames would once again, a resilient group. We talk about it. They get a, an opportunity to get back on the man advantage and uh, this is the second power play goal. I alluded to that earlier, but uh, Lindholm scores on the back door maybe another uh, fortuitous bounce but uh, kind of gave him some life yeah and you know what a lot of good things from the power play we've we've talked so much about that over the last few weeks how that's sort of been the team's achilles heel but uh, it really seems to have i mean maybe early to say it's turned a corner here but uh, they're doing a lot of right things pucks are being funneled towards the net quick passes like we talked about with the canucks early in this game and uh, we've noticed a little bit of uh, i wouldn't say trickery but some new strategy being employed and it worked to success tonight yeah and uh, and even on the power plays they didn't score on uh, some good movement and some good opportunities sure. and a couple of uh, near misses i think huberto stands out as one of them on the back door the redirect yeah. that didn't uh, find the back of the net uh, all right let's go and uh, hear our first uh, opportunity to get inside the locker room and some reaction from tonight's game elias lindholm uh, two goals on the night drew them within one but uh, unable to finish the comeback on this night what did uh what did you see as the difference out there tonight uh yeah i think uh, overall they were more desperate than us um yeah i think uh obviously in the first they were uh, you know stronger on pucks and won more battles and and were better just overall so uh i think uh yeah overall today we weren't good enough uh to win the game so it's only a matter of time. You guys keep allowing that first goal. It's, yeah. it's a dangerous game to play because eventually you're going to run out of comebacks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, would like to play with lead, but uh, uh, it just seems uh, seems seems to be that way right now. Uh, uh, be down a lot and, and come back, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Like I said, we run out of luck uh, today, and, and uh, yeah, it's a dangerous game to play. Uh, I think we're. Uh, we got to come out better and, and be better in the first. Strange to see uh, Zadorov on the other side at all. Uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's uh, it's just a business, I guess. It's uh, uh, we move on. Um, you know, um, we got a great group in here, and, and unfortunately we couldn't win today. When, when you say 
dangerous game. Like, can you just explain how difficult it is to constantly be playing catch up in this league? I mean, it's it's frustrating and it's hard. Um, you know, uh, overall, I think we're we're done a good job uh, throughout the the season here, and, and especially lately. But uh, you know, um, we gotta be 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 more hungry in the first and. More hungry to get the lead in the beginning there, and and uh, you know once we get it, uh, um, um, I think we're we're a comfortable and mature group to to play with the lead, but uh, just gotta just gotta get it right. So what? Uh, sorry, one more. Okay. What's a couple power play goals do for a, a group that probably needed? A couple? Yeah, I mean it's uh, this something obviously we we can build off, but. Uh, uh, right now, it's uh, it's just frustrating uh, losing this game and, and the way we lost it. Um, you know, uh, being being kind of uh, pushed 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 out in the first. So, uh, but uh, yeah, that's definitely something we can look. Uh, uh, you know, build build something from. Thanks. Yep. All right. Uh, there's a there's a thought from uh, Elias Lindholm, and um, you know I think obviously the uh, the theme that jumps out there is the fact that uh, once again you find yourselves trailing in a hockey game, yeah. and uh, on this night you're not able to claw your way back in. And uh, he mentioned dangerous game, but that is kind of um, something that this group has talked about. Even on the nights that they've won the games, it uh, it hasn't been lost on them. No, definitely, and it's kind of like what we talked about off the top at 3-1, and then certainly when it goes to 4-2 at the empty netter, uh, a lot of the nights over the course of an AHL season, you're going to think that game's over, but it is good to see that they can continue to press in situations like that. Uh, it's got to build confidence for this group because they have done it uh, quite well so far this season, but... Um, you said it, quick starts need to be the focus. And, and on this night in particular, it really felt like those early goals had more of an impact on the game than maybe they have in the past sure. for whatever reason. I think it might have had something to do with the fact that, Just you know, there game. was some extra buildup to this one. Sure. Yeah. The other side's coming in feeling pretty uh, motivated given the, the news of the last couple of uh, days here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they couldn't fight their way out this time. Well, and, and just it's you know lower event. There wasn't as much going on tonight in terms of chances and offensive Both opportunities. Sides. So yeah, I mean, it makes it harder to find that offense and find that spark late. Um, let's talk about uh, Lindholm. We just heard from him, but yeah. just you know, obviously the night that he gave this group 23 minutes plus, and uh, obviously the goals, but a, but a late chance too in the uh, in the dying seconds. Yeah, vintage Lindholm, really. I mean, this is a guy that's you know scored 40 plus in the past for this team, so we know exactly what he can bring to the table offensively. Been a little bit quieter this year, of course, but this is what you want to see from one of your leaders, especially the guy that centers the top line and plays the minutes that you just alluded to. This night was no slouch. We talked about it being a low event game. He led the team along with Dylan Dubé with four individual scoring chances at five on five. That doesn't even include the power play success that we were talking about earlier and the uh, action that they were able to create with the goalie pulled too. So he had his fingerprints all over this one tonight. And, and for a guy that's, I wouldn't say fighting it offensively, but just hasn't put up quite the numbers that he's used to. You got to think a night like this helps build some of the confidence for him. Sure, and uh, ironically enough, takes over the team lead in goals now with seven with his two tonight. Uh, six had him grouped in with uh, three players in uh, Mackenzie Weger and Blake Coleman, and now Lindholm stands alone at the top. Uh, speaking of one of those guys, let's hear from uh, Mackenzie Weger now. If we could, uh, defenseman uh, had a one assist in a three-game point streak on the go. Here's Mackenzie Weger. Yeah. You guys have done a good job coming back despite allowing the first goal so often of late. There's only a matter of time before that kind of caught up with you. Uh, I mean, we've been playing good hockey. Um, but the first period, uh, maybe first, second, and third, I thought 
it was just we lost the bottle in the up front, and there was 50-50 bottles that I thought we could have been harder on. But the first goal or the lead or whatever had nothing to do with tonight. Was it really just the first 10 minutes of that first period? There? I, mean, I don't think you lost a shot. Yeah, I, there was moments definitely where we we were buzzing and we definitely got some ozone time. But um, they just like I said, both net front and the D zone, net front and the ozone. We they I felt like they pushed us around. That's including me. We won a lot of the 50-50 battles in the games against Colorado, the games against Dallas. When mm -hmm. you're not winning those, how can you kind of get it back, get it back on track in the second or in the third or something like that? Oh, that's just, uh, you know, your inner compete level, and, uh, that, the effort level, and maybe the inner dog in you, you know, when you're going head-to-head -head with somebody in a puck battle, you know, you want to, you know, have the courage to beat them in there and get that puck. And I thought they, they were the better team at the 50-50 battles thing. McKenzie, I know you just said it. It's not about who scored the first goal tonight, but this team has found itself trailing mm. a lot. Is there a way to cure that, if that's the right word for it? Yeah, our starts. Uh, we can we can start on time and start better and, um, you know, push the pace. I thought, you know, that first 10 minutes, they sort of dictated the pace. Uh, and we should be the one in our whole building to dictate the pace uh, in the first 10 minutes. But, uh, you know, we're, I mean, the last few games, obviously, we haven't had the lead. And we're, that's a position that we're comfortable in. And we faced, you know, adversity in that moment. There was an opportunity for us there at the end to, you know, tie it up as well. But, um, you know, there were some good things. But I thought overall, I thought the compete level, they, they out-competed us. Apologies if this was already asked, but how tough was it allowing that third goal from Vancouver just before the end of the second period? Oh, yeah. I mean, the last, you know, five minutes of each period, you, you really want to dig in and not let any goals happen. And that's when you, you know, you know, if you're on there for the last minute or last two minutes of each period, it's usually our top guys, and you want to be in the O zone trying to score a goal. But if you're back there, you got to defend hard, and those can kind of deflate you for sure. And um, you know, those were obviously tough to give up. But in the third period, um, there were obviously opportunities to come back in the game. But I felt like there was moments in the third too where we were a little bit slower and lacked the days goals. It didn't feel like we were we had the hop that we usually the juice that we usually do. Original 16 gives you the chance to win one of three Calgary Flames fan experiences. Details in the new limited edition 15 packs of Canadian Pale Ale. Original 16, official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. Must be of legal drinking age, no purchase necessary. All right, welcome inside Flames TV Live, the post-game show brought to you by Original 16. It is the Vancouver Canucks winning 4-3 over the Calgary Flames here tonight. Uh, second of four meetings head-to-head -head this season. The last one inside the Scotiabank saddled them before they move into Vancouver to finish out the season series. But uh, even up now, 1-1, one and, one, and uh, I believe it was 151 wins and 301 appearances now against, or at least head-to-head -head matchups. That's my fun fact of the day. Brennan but, digs much yeah. deeper into the game notes than I. Split, but. split pretty even. Evenly, uh, ironically, <laughs> between these two teams. Uh, not that that matters here tonight. Obviously, we've talked a little bit about her. You know, some more from uh, Mackenzie Weger there as well. Um, and also kind of a, we kind of mentioned it a little bit, but uh, Nikita Zadorov here are also making his return. Kind of a fun circumstance in the fact that you get traded, but the first uh, team you end up playing happens to be your former team. Yeah, I can't imagine what that's like for, for both sides. That's got to be super bizarre. I mean, we see strange him walking around here it, too. Yeah, like, yeah. it's it's just strange, but yeah. Uh, um, you know, it, it is the business, and, and we talk about that a lot. I think the uniqueness in this case is that it's the first game back. We're yeah. not even really sure if Nikita actually left Calgary before he met with his new Don't team. But uh, Stay there. Um, 
you know, interesting uh, familiarity with the rink, the fans. Uh, yeah. You saw him interacting with the fans during warm-up too, so it was really fascinating. But in terms of the in-game stuff, outside of maybe a, a little shot in the back from Blake Coleman at one point, sending him into the boards, um, no rough stuff. Um, still friends, I guess. I'm not even sure how we term it. Enemies, whatever. Yeah. I'm sure on we'll ice, see. I'm sure we'll see more of that as the season goes and uh, the season series, as you said, reconvenes in Vancouver. And Rocket number 91. I even uh, heard there was a couple of jerseys up in the crowd as well. Yeah. So it's a little unique number there. Obviously, 16 can be worn in Vancouver. Uh, we established that earlier today, trying to figure out why uh, that one wasn't available, <laughs> and pretty obviously so. Trevor <laughs> Linden, of course, uh, in Vancouver. So, uh, all right. So we've uh, we talked a little bit about the flame side of things. Heard uh, from inside the locker room and maybe now an opportunity here from uh, the head coach Ryan Huska is just sitting down at uh, the podium right now as we speak so we'll uh, we'll join him in progress here's head coach Ryan Huska his thoughts following a 4-3 loss to the Vancouver Canucks tonight what would you what'd you see as the difference tonight uh, the start of the game for me I thought we were on our heels early on and, and they started with more urgency than we did tonight can you just talk about how hard it is to constantly trail endlessly? Um, yeah, it's not a recipe for success, that's for sure. Um, I like what our guys do when they get behind. They, they stay with it. Um, but we're finding ourselves in that position a little bit too often. Yeah. What did you think of your team's special teams tonight? Um, well, we, we scored on the power play, which is a positive for sure. I, I thought it had moments. Um, then it had moments where it looked like the power play of old. Um, but Scoring two goals allows them to feel good about kind of what they're supposed to do. And I thought our penalty kill did a good job. That five on three could have been the difference in the game tonight. Ryan, there was quite a bit of I guess, buzz and build up around this game. Why do you think the kind of sluggish start from your group? You know, I'm not sure, to be quite honest with you. We felt like they were all set and ready to go tonight. It just, um, part of it would come to the way Vancouver plays. They do a really good job of not giving you a lot of room in that kind of tends to um, lead to a little bit of frustration at times because they, they skate well. Um, and I think that probably had something to do with it. Exactly how to ask this, but like talking to the guys, they yeah. seemed almost annoyed with their own performance and you know, as opposed to, we can't figure out answers. They yeah. were like, we're better than this. Has, does that speak to the standards being quite high right now for this group? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, probably. I mean, they, they know how they have to play to have success, and I don't think they were happy with the start of the game. I mean, if, if you could replicate the third period, um, you know, we, we probably would have had a, well, we would have given ourselves to have a, a chance to have a better fate tonight. So, yeah. Yeah. Any sort of injury or just your decision? Yeah, this is my hard decision, yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Thanks, guys. All right, there's some uh, thoughts from head coach Ryan Huska uh, following the game, and uh, pretty simple. And uh, anything stand out there in terms of what we heard uh, both in the room and uh, from the coach? Uh, similar to what Mackenzie Weger was talking about, I think in a situation like this, that start especially, you know, if you're going to wrap that up into this game as a whole and be disappointed with the, the effort, the result, what have you, um, that's not been the norm over the last week or so with the way this team's been playing. So it's, it's the outlier, right? So I'm not looking and saying this team needs to be soul-searching and, and as one of the reporters asked in there, looking for answers. I don't think that's necessary. Um, you might be a little bit you know, baffled as to why that happened tonight, but it hasn't been the trend that we've been seeing with this team who's been playing pretty good hockey lately. So 
the way I see it, uh, it's been a grueling schedule of late. It was a week ago we were coming back in from Denver at 4.30 in the morning, and they came back and played some really good games against really high-caliber teams and got some victories that were pivotal to them getting back to 500. Um, get the off day, rest up, come back to practice on Monday, and uh, continue to do the things that you've been doing well over this last little stretch because it has been a good period of hockey for the Flames lately. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. Mackenzie Weger said the same thing in the locker room. Uh, we've played some good hockey as of late, and uh, we'll continue to do so next week because uh, three games on the slate, I believe it's all one Central Division and then two Eastern Division teams coming up. Yep. Right? Minnesota. And an afternoon game in there, which nice. we love. Yeah, absolutely. And it's next Saturday. Yep. Bring, bring the kids to the Dome Day. Yep. Uh, yeah, 2 o'clock start. That'll uh, cap off the uh, six-game homestand. But uh, a couple of tilts before that, Tuesday and Thursday, and then round it out on Saturday as well. As for tonight, we'll close the book on this one, a 4-3 Vancouver Canucks victory inside the Scotiabank Saddle. Them. Two more head-to-head -head meetings between these two teams that'll come at uh, Rogers Place in Vancouver in the new year. As for tonight, 4-3 the final. Nikita Zadorov makes his return to Calgary in his first game as a Vancouver Canuck. And the Flames will now look ahead to a big week upcoming here at the Dome starting on Tuesday night. And that is when they welcome in the Minnesota Wild, the 7 o'clock start. Uh, this was their indigenous celebration night here inside the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. All the elders and representatives from all seven treaty nations with us. It was a fantastic celebration. Unfortunately, spoiled by the Vancouver Canucks, but we'll be back at it. We'll see you on Tuesday night. Thanks for watching the Flames Post Game Live, brought to you by Original 16.